Well, hello to you and a very big Holy Spirit good afternoon to you, whoever you are, wherever you are watching this. I am live in the United States. This is the first podcast preach in the United States, in Des Moines, Iowa specifically, and I am full of the Holy Spirit. I'm sitting outside an amazing church called St. Francis of Assisi in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Iowa. It is the largest Catholic parish in all of Iowa, 11,000 parishioners, 3,500 families. And today is the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi. So the graces are just flowing and saturating me as I sit here and record this message. And as I said, I have the spirit of Almighty God rising up on the inside of me as I was preparing for this message. I said to the Lord, I said, I feel like I am about to burst with the message and the joy and the power that I feel all over this message. So if you need a word from heaven today, buckle up, girlfriend or brother, because the Lord has a word for you. And it is all based on today's scripture reading. So as you know, I just love the word of God. I absolutely do not know how anyone maintains any semblance of good mental health without daily abiding in the word of God, daily abiding in his presence. As I said, when I had my prayer time again this morning, I, I say this nearly every day to the Lord. I say, Lord, your words are oxygen for my soul. In fact, I journaled these words. I am like a deer, a thirsty deer panting for water when it comes to the word of God, because I need the truth of God's word to sustain my spirit and to transform and renew my soul. And our soul, as we know, is our mind, will, and our emotions. I need the words, the life-giving sustenance of God's word to renew my mind and my will and my emotions, but particularly my mind every day. And so do you, sister or brother. Wherever you are, you need the word of God to renew your mind so that you can kick out of your mind and your being any lies, any darkness, any yucky things that the devil has tried to twist and keep you in bondage in. The devil, the devil wants to keep you in bondage. He is your adversary and he hates any child of God. But Jesus, we know it says in John 10, 10, Jesus came so that we would have life and life in abundance. And that word life in the Greek is the word zoe, which means the God kind of life. It means eternal life giving, flowing up from the wellspring of glory life, the God kind of life. That being the, the essence of God is the life that we are promised, that zoe life in Christ. As an aside, I just saw my ring that's just popped up here. And this ring I actually got here in the United States, in New York, in fact, 10 years ago this month. And it's amazing it's lasted this long because it's just a dress ring. <laughs> anyway, um, back to the message. The words in sacred scripture, we know it says that the spirit 
are the words of God. God's spirit are the sacred scripture words. It says the spirit gives life, the flesh profits nothing. And the words that I give to you are spirit and they are life. They sustain us. The words of God are alive and active. It says also in the New Testament, the word of God is alive and active. It is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide even between soul and spirit. This, this book, I've got it open here and it's covered in, covered in highlighter marks, as you can see. This is spirit and life. These words are spirit and life. They're not just a nice little, oh, nice little holy thing to read. It is holy, but it's not just words they're not man man's words they are god's words for us and if we want to live in any kind of semblance of good life we need to know what the word of god says and we need to not only know it but believe it and obey it and i can tell you and this is a word for someone there is no peace apart from god's will if you are outside of God's will for your life and you feel like all kinds of anxiety and depression and misery, I can tell you why. Because God's word says it. It's not my opinion. It's God's opinion. Anything outside God's will is wickedness. And any and every kind of wickedness is absolutely void of all peace. There is no peace for the wicked. And that is a great segue into the actual message for today, which, as I said, is based on today's scripture readings. And these are the scripture readings from St. Francis of Assisi. So I haven't actually looked at the normal non-memorial readings, but these are the ones specifically for St. Francis Feast Day. And they're from Galatians, from Psalm 16 and from Matthew 11. And they all relate to the glorious rest and peace that we have in Christ. Galatians, Paul's letter to Galatians talks about being circumcised and crucified to the world. He says, the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. That's basically summing up the essence of the Christian life that we are called to, that we need to be crucified to the world, that it needs to be dead to us and us to the world. That means detachment and again another great segue because St Francis is an excellent example of a man living detachment radically. If you've never done any work, any inner work on the whole idea of holy detachment, brother or sister, can I invite you to do it? Because I am telling you from lived experience, there ain't no peace apart from a life detached from the world. Holy detachment, for those who don't know, is this idea that's all based in the teachings of Jesus about being detached from and, and letting go of everything and anything that is not God. Even good things like husbands, wives, children, children, friends, being detached from them, having a holy detachment to them, holding them so loosely so what t humans tend to do, hello, is to hold the things on earth super tightly, 
We are designed to attach to things. We are designed to worship. Attachment is worship. Whatever we worship, we are attached to. And we are designed to worship. God created us to worship Him. We are created to attach to Him. But in the fall, way back, way back, way back, with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they fell, the fall we talk about, they sinned. And ever since that time, the human condition has been not attaching to what we were created to attach to, but rather our sinful nature, that original sin nature pushes us and leads us towards attachments to every other kind of thing. And every other kind of thing apart from God is disordered attachment when it is placed above attachment to God. So as I said, attachment to anything that is not God is worshipping that thing. And we serve and obey and are slaves to whatever we worship. So when our attachment is not God, when it is attached to anything and everything that is not God, even a good thing. And this is the thing we need to be especially aware of as Christians, to not get attached to even good things like the service that we do for God, the work that we do for God, that can become an idol in our life. And it can sometimes be very murky waters and the devil will sometimes, in fact, often try and murky things up for believers to make them become attached to these good things. And it can be confusing because it's like, but this is a good thing, God. And God wants us to have good things in our life and to serve him in these good ways, but only secondary to number one, serving and worshipping him. So we have a job and a mission and a mandate from heaven to detach from anything and everything that is not God and keep him number one in everything, which means obeying him to the exclusion of all others. Brothers and sisters, we cannot serve two masters. We, it is impossible. You cannot serve God and the world. It's either one or the other. It's either all God or all of the world. You can't do both. Just like you can't be pitiful and powerful, you can choose to be pitiful or you can choose to be powerful, but you can't be both. You can choose to worship God or you can choose to worship everything else or anything else, but you can't do both. So the question for us is, what are we worshiping? Are we worshiping God? Are we detached from the world and everything in it and attached to God? And if the answer is no, then we have a job to get on our knees. We do nothing in our own human strength. We do everything in the strength of the Spirit of God. And I'm gonna to get to the great news about that in just a second. This is all great news, but furthering of the great news of that in a second. But we need to get on our knees and say to God, in repentance, Lord, I am sorry for attaching myself and worshiping and serving and being a slave to anything and everything that is not you, even good things like my husband, my children, my job, my service to you. I'm sorry for placing anything above you and I renounce it. I renounce it and cut myself off from it in your power and your name. I crucify it. I put it on the cross like Jesus said if you we want to follow him we must deny ourselves take up our cross and follow him we must be crucified to our flesh our flesh and everything in the world needs to be crucified on that cross and we need to be dead to it 
and alive to God in Christ. So we come to him in repentance and by his grace and power, we then are able to hold everything in the world loosely. And the glorious thing about that is when we hold things in the world loosely, that's when we fully enjoy them. Think of a time in your life when it's been a really great, exciting event, but in your desire to get the most out of it, you've squeezed it way too tightly and crushed it. I'm thinking of lots of friends of mine who have placed huge expectations on their husbands for anniversaries or birthdays or I know myself in many situations I've placed too many expectations on people or things and when you hold that too tightly and are attached to it it destroys the joy and the delight in that situation but when you're just like whatever whatever happens is good that's when it just flows freely and when it's the most glorious and joyous delightful thing I'm thinking right now of one of my birthdays when I was a little girl and I think it was my seventh or eighth birthday and the memory is so vivid and I, I think I invited nearly my entire class. Would have been at least all the girls in my class from Holy Cross Primary School at Woolawan. And as ch children, children are a perfect example of detaching from things, of just, just receiving things. And it's like, of course, my parents would put on a beautiful birthday party for me. And of course, all my friends would want to come and shower me with gifts and celebrate me, this eight-year-old self. And I just remember just being just so delighted and just full of joy of, oh, battery, the full of the joy of just having my birthday and being delighted in by my family and friends and holding it loosely. And it was just received with these open hands that are able to take it and enjoy it to the full. So that paves the foundation, I hope for this holy detachment thing. And the gospel from today is from the gospel of Matthew 11. And this is one of my favorites because it talks about the rest and the peace of God. You'll know it. If you've spent any time in church, you will know what this gospel is. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. These words are in red, brothers and sisters, in red in the scriptures, which are Jesus's own words to us. Come to me, all you who labor, who toil and strive and work way too hard, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Oh, sweet, sweet words. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Amplified Translation includes this line, work with me, walk with me, watch how I do it. That's what Jesus is saying to us today. Work with me and walk with me in this life, your daily life, every moment of every day of your life. Walk with me and work with me 
and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Oh, I don't know if anyone else is feeling this, but oh, the glorious rest and peace that those words bring to my soul, the unforced rhythms of grace. That is the promise that we have as children of God, to be walking in the unforced rhythm of grace with Christ. That is that sweet spot flow, that sweet spot slipstream of the spirit, I call it, where there's no human striving. It just happens. Life just flows with this supernatural ease and flow and peace and power and anointing. You know, there's a phrase in the secular world, everything they touch turns to gold. That is this similar essence of this message, but this is a million times better and stronger and more true. That the anointing of God brings a supernatural ease to everything we do and there's just no striving. There's an endless energy, an endless anointing. It doesn't tie you out. It reminds me of Psalm 1 where it says, those who walk according to God's laws, who meditate on his laws day and night, they are like a tree planted by streams of water. They produce fruit in their season. Their leaf never withers. And this line, everything they do prospers. That is the promise to us, brothers and sisters, as we walk in those unforced rhythms of grace working with him Jesus walking with him Jesus every day and you will find rest for your soul oh whoever's watching this you just need to pause this podcast right now and sit in the essence and the flow and the grace that is anointing this message I want to stop my podcast now too and just sit in this grace flow, but I've got more words to share. <laughs> you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The yoke, the, the, the call of God, that's what the yoke is, to be, to be attached to something, to be yoked to something. Being yoked to Jesus, attached to Jesus, attached to his call for your life is easy and it is light. Oh, I've got so much I can preach. Honestly, you're going to have to pray for me that I can get this wrapped up in a few minutes because I have so many things that I could expand on in this. But it's true that walking in his will should be easy and light there should be an easy anointing to it that does not mean that it's obstacle free or challenge free or trial free in fact let me tell you let me give you fair warning that you will if you're walking in the will of God you will face your obstacles you will face your trials you will have suffering Jesus told us he said in this life you will have suffering you will have tribulation but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world and the present sufferings that we go through. I mean, I know just in recent times, the, I, I, 
the things I could tell you, the things I could tell you about the opposition that I have faced, spiritual warfare. Let me tell you, spiritual warfare. But I have approached it and attacked it in the ways that Jesus says, in him, in his power, with his word, declaring his, his word over the situations, rebuking every demon and every devil in hell that has come against me. Because that's what we have to do. Jesus told us, you have power over demons to cast out devils, to cast out demons, to take authority and dominion over everything that is coming against you and rebuking it in my name. And you have to do that. If you want to have any sort of victory in this Christian walk, you need to rebuke sicknesses that come against you. Sickness is not God's will for your life. Let me tell you, that's a whole nother message. Let's not get started on that. But you need to rebuke the devils that are coming against you and are coming against your family, coming against your husband or your wife or your children. You need to take authority over them and cast them out. But what I'm saying is, yes, you will have suffering in this life and tribulation, but oh, the joy and the peace and the glory, the delight that comes from being in the middle of God's will. Oh, any suffering ends up being such a minor pithy thing compared to all of that and look i am living this brothers and sisters the stuff that i have been through to learn this revelation i have been in a years long five years of intense bible study every single day literally every single day not missing a day studying the word saturating myself in god's spirit and his presence because i know how my life has been transformed by being in his word, being in his presence, and how it has transformed my whole approach to God, to myself, to others, to life. How it has given me life. Let me say that again. Someone needs to hear that again. Saturating myself in the word of God every day, planting myself on my knees in his presence before the throne room of almighty God in the throne room before the throne of almighty God on my knees in his presence reading this spirit stuff this spirit life that is the word of God it has given my spirit and my soul oxygen and has given me true life that zoe life i spoke about from john 10 10 jesus came so that we would have zoe life the god kind of life real life true deep peace true deep joy true deep delight power purpose victory breakthrough i said to a friend the other day i said most people that i know do not live with deep peace in their life and many people that i know have no idea what true peace is. And oh, if I could bottle it and give it to you, just to give you a little taste of it, oh, I would do that. <laughs> because there is nothing sweeter. It is like the best drug on earth. And I've only had caffeine as probably the most extreme drug, literally, because I don't take any medication. But the most glorious elixir is peace the peace of christ and i can tell you you can experience it today and you can maintain it tomorrow and every day for the rest of your life by getting in the word these words and getting in his presence 
and soaking in the spirit and the presence and the truth and the person of Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit and his Father God, our Abba Father, peace overflowing, joy overflowing, delight overflowing, purpose overflowing, freedom overflowing can be yours. It is mine. I have tasted it. I have experienced it. I live it. It manifests in my life every day, but only because I am committed to doing this every day, placing myself in his presence on my knees before him every day, filling my mind with his words every day. And oh, there ain't nothing better. There is nothing better. Even last night, I was gazing out at this beautiful sunset here in Des Moines, Iowa, and it was casting this beautiful, this beautiful dappled sunlight over the beautiful trees that are starting to turn in the fall colors. And I was just looking at it and it was dinner time and I was staring at it and just literally drinking, drinking in the glory of it. And my mind was thinking, well, I should probably make dinner. And I was like, God, food means nothing to you. To me, rather. <laughs> food means nothing to me. Making dinner and enjoying dinner, it just meh, meh. It's just meh compared to the glory of God, truly. That is how glorious it is. And I'm so glad that the Lord has brought me to this place. 10 years ago, if I had been, if I was watching this message, I would have been like, wow, I want to be that person. <laughs> and I have been transformed into this person by the spirit of almighty God. So while I can't bottle it up, Jesus is the bottle of peace. He is the person of peace. And there is, it is a never ending well of peace. In fact, not only never ending, but it's exponentially increasing every day. It says in Deuteronomy, oh gosh, the word, there is so much glory in the word, but Deuteronomy 28, 13, Deuteronomy 28 is possibly one of my most favorite chapters in all of the scriptures. Like I have declared it over my life every day nearly for the last five years. But Deuteronomy 28, 13 says, I am the head and never the tail. I am above only and never beneath. And that that scripture translates also into, I am increasing only and never decreasing in every area of my life. And I believe that in every area, strength, wisdom, courage, knowledge, boldness, beauty, youth, every area. I am increasing only, never decreasing. Glory to God. And with the peace and joy of Christ, we are increasing only and never decreasing. So I pray that this is a blessing for you today and as you go about whatever you are doing today, I so encourage you, can you please, for the sake of your spirit, your soul and your body, for the sake of your mental health, your emotional health, your relationships, your enjoyment of life, your well-being, open your Bible, find a quiet space, carve out an hour, give yourself an hour. 10 minutes ain't enough. I know some, I know some priests will say, oh, just 10 minutes a day, it, it ain't enough. I can tell you that because I have tried that. 10 minutes ain't enough. Most of the time, one hour is not enough for me. One hour is minimum to really 
bring yourself into the stillness that opens the gateway to glorious peace. So carve out that time today. You will never, ever regret it. I promise you, you will be paid back a million times over with divine life. And we know that whatever we give up for Christ's sake, time, energy, money, relationships, he will in this lifetime give us back 100-fold, 100-fold, and in the age to come, eternal life. You will get 100-fold back for any time that you have sacrificed. Hello. Just waiting for the people to go. So God bless you today. Christ loves you. I love you. And increasing, ever increasing glory is ours, is mine, is yours in Jesus Christ. Bye now.